Welcome into another episode of ESPN's Hoops Podcast. My name's Kane Pittman, and we've got a fun episode for you today. DJ Fasiovic is going to join me from the US and fill us in on all the latest news as he has signed a deal with the Washington Wizards for the upcoming Summer League in early July in Las Vegas. Uh, he was with the Phoenix Suns last year. Now it's going to be the Wizards, and he's going to let us know what the next couple of months looks like and also... Uh, what this means for the Sydney Kings. And speaking of the NBL, uh, my man, Olgan Ulich, ESPN.com.au colleague, has been on an absolute tear over the last couple of months when it comes to all the latest NBL news from free agency to import signings to coaching changes as well. Uh, so make sure you obviously keep it locked on ESPN.com.au. ESPN is your home for hoops. And we've got all the NBL action, the FIBA Women's Asia Cup action, and in August and September, the FIBA Men's World Basketball Cup is coming up and that will all be live on ESPN. The Boomers looking to win a medal. So let's face it, the basketball doesn't stop and we have got everything covered. But for now, let's get into the chat with DJ. DJ Fasevich, always a pleasure to hang out with you. A couple of weeks ago, I was well, actually, I was going to say a couple of weeks ago, we were getting some sun in Miami, but it was actually <laughs> pouring rain the whole time I was there. But we we're hanging out. We briefly discussed what the next few weeks might have in store for you. What has the last couple of weeks look like? Cause I know you've been busy and you told me you're sore. So there's been a bit happening. Yeah. So obviously the last time we both in Miami, we were at the finals and cheering on Jack White and kind of getting the whole shebang of the NBA finals. But the last few weeks have been, you know, great for me working out. And I just finished the free agent workout with Washington wizards and um, we'll be joining their summer league squad for this year in Las Vegas. So I want to go back eventually to what the post-NBL season has looked like for you because I know there has been a lot happening and this has been a, from my understanding, a very different experience for you in the off-season to what you had last year. And I know the timing was different, but going into this workout with Washington, I know your idea was to potentially find an opportunity, but what does it actually look like when you're in these team workouts and they fly you in and you're there for a couple of days? Yeah, so as you said, it's much different than it was last year where we finished in May and then I played the NBL one and then all of a sudden, bang, I was in, on Phoenix's roster for summer league. Well, this time was a lot different. You know, we ended up in March. was hoping to go, you know, finish the back end of Europe, but that didn't, that didn't fall through because of the NBL scheduling. So I flew over to Miami, worked out real hard. And then, yeah, I got the phone call. I think it was roughly now 10 days ago. Um, Washington was interested in bringing me over for a free agent workout and, yeah, it was intense. Um, we got in on Sunday. First workout was Monday. We were there at 7 a.m. We had to go through the physicals with the, with the training staff. We had to go through the whole gym procedure with the strength coaches. Got to meet the coaching staff. Got to meet the players. And bang, next thing you know, two and a half hours later, we, 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 were, we were into it. So who's in town at this time of year from a Wizards perspective? We know a lot of the younger guys, they don't take too much time off and they're straight back in at the facility. And the Wizards obviously missing out on the postseason. Who are you uh, Who are you dealing with there? Yeah, so pretty much the whole front office, the coaching staff were there from the Wizards. I got to meet the new GM in uh, Will Dawkins. Um, but yeah, the, the, the number seven pick, Bill Al from France was there. Huh. And obviously Johnny Davis, their pick from last year, he was involved in the camp. Obviously, my former teammate, Xavier Cooks, and a couple of two-way guys as well. So there was a, quite a few familiar faces, you know, used to the whole system. And then obviously, the other free agents were there as well. So Xavier Cooks, and I love this. And I think most Australian basketball fans will love this, the potential to see you guys potentially working together here over the next few weeks uh, with an NBA franchise. 
do you need any level of comfort when you're walking into these workouts? I assume maybe there's there's some stress or anxiety and having a guy like that that you know so well you've played with for a number of years feels like to me from the outside would be pretty helpful. Yeah, for sure. And I was very fortunate because Johnny Rogers, who's like the head of the personnel, he was really, he's really good close with my agent. So he's the one who actually invited me in. But I had obviously Xavier Cooks, who makes things a lot easier on the court. But I also had Joe Ajike. He was my graduate assistant at Miami my last two years of college. And he's their kind of second in charge for player development. So he was able to give me kind of the lowdown, the rundown, you know, what I had to do to come in and just, you know, be myself who I am, you know, be that guy who can shoot the, you know, crap out of the ball and, you know, just defend. And the one thing he emphasized was just always give effort and, and, and talk even if shots were dropping or not, just give all effort at all times. And so you are obviously going to be with the team, but how did you walk away feeling uh, that you performed or did you feel comfortable with what you're able to put out on the floor? Honestly, the last two days have felt like I was just in, in a different type of zone. Like when I played Southeast Melbourne, I thought it was in a zone when I hit the 10-3. <laughs> I think it was just different. Like I felt way more comfortable way more locked in everything every time I touched the ball I was wide open I was creating for others and yeah, it was just rolling and I left knowing I gave everything I could I told my agent you know when we got the news I'd be on the summer league team all I needed was a chance to kind of just showcase what I can do and you know what I'm good at and the good thing is they were playing me a bit of a point guard position as well so they were trying to mix and match see what I can help what other things I can do as well so I was very fortunate enough to you know play and I'm excited yeah, what about your mindset and how that's changed? Because I'm going to ask you about Jack White a little bit later, but obviously both of you guys 12 months ago had come off a season that most players hope they don't have to, where you're coming back from the long-term injury. You spoke about being rushed into the summer league period, but I know from talking to you over the last month or so that you've been over here, um, every time you've spoke to me, there has been a level of determination of, of you understanding exactly what you want to get to. How do you think your mindset has changed year two coming back from the injury? Man, I think I'm just very fortunate to, you know, continue to play the game of basketball. You know, some people can have a career, like a career ending injury, their Achilles or, or a knee and not be the same, or, you know, sometimes even retire from the game of basketball. So I was just fortunate enough. And I understand that my body is my temple. That's what's going to get me paid. That's what's going to keep me, you know, playing the game. So for me, you know, I give a big shout out to Dave Hillard, who's the physio for the Kings and for the Boomers. Like he put in tremendous amount of hours in helping me get better. And, you know, I did not only did I take the time to do, you know, take care of my body, but he was always there next to me, making sure I was doing, you know, kind of just monitoring and mentoring and stuff like that. So very fortunate with him, but I know like I can continue to make a lot of money playing the game I love. So I always take care of my body. So that idea of maybe not getting back here though uh also it seemed like you have felt at your age as you you've been a, a pro for a couple of years now that this was or this is still going to be a, a super pivotal off season for the direction that you're heading so where is the direction that that you want to head or that you've set your mind to leading into this opportunity now with washington yeah so obviously i felt like i've had a tremendous two and a half years in the nbl um and I just felt like if I wasn't hurt my first year, you know, what else could have turned out? Obviously, I was leader in the race for rookie of the year. I was playing unreal basketball. Obviously, we had Xavier Cooks coming back from injury, Jarrell coming back from injury. So we low-key could have done a three-peat in my eyes. I think we could have taken it to Melbourne United. A lot of people say, nah, no way. But, you know, if once we got healthy that second year, we just, you know, we're playing so well. But 
you know, the next step for me is to, you know, exercise my MBA and Euro out opportunity. And I'm going to see where that next adventure takes me. You know, I'm trying to push hard to try and get this two-way contract in the United States. If not, there's a lot of teams overseas, you know, asking for my services. And, you know, when you've got two championships in three years of playing, like the time is now and the opportunity is there. And, you know, it's, it's not saying a goodbye to the Kings. You know, I've had a very in-depth discussion with Chris Pongrass and Luke Longley um, straight after the finals and said, look, you know, there's a lot of opportunities, you know, awaiting, you know, and they supported it. They want me to go and, you know, explore and kind of create the new opportunities and avenues and they know I can kind of, I'm still growing, you know, I'm not in my prime at all yet. I'm only 26. So, you know, they said, look, if any time I wanted to come back to the NBL, the doors will always be open at the Kings. And I've told them if I ever return the NBL, it's always going to be for one team and that's the Sydney Kings. So by the time, Sydney fans listen to this or NBL fans. I'm sure there's some NBL fans that are happy they don't have to deal with you anymore, but Sydney Kings <laughs> fans will be disappointed because this is a, a massive change from where they were at a, a year ago with yourself and X and Chase as well, who I'll ask you about in just a little bit. But despite all the change and perhaps the Kings team trying to figure out what's next for them as they try to go uh, three straight, everything is has been super amicable and, amicable and you, you've felt supported throughout all these conversations that have taken place. Yeah, 100%. You know, I've, I've talked in depth with the front office. You know, I still text, you know, Paul Smith and all these guys. And I think CP's been my number one supporter. Like he, the day I signed with the Kings, he said, look, we know your ambitions and, you know, you want to play high level Europe and even try and make it to the NBA. And we're going to do anything possible we can to get you there. So when you have someone like that as your general manager who pushes you and, and wants you to succeed, it makes life easier. And yeah, I think... The fans, once they hear this, it's going to be a little different. I think they'll be disappointed. But again, I got to thank the fans as well. Like my first year during the COVID times, we were playing only with five or six thousand in kudos, you know. And you know, the last two games of this past season, the finals, we sold out eighteen thousand back-to-back games, and we claimed back-to-back titles. So, you know, what X has done, what I've done, and what Chase has been able to do in these last two years, I don't think anyone will ever be able to top that moving forward. So. You know, I'm very fortunate for the Sydney fan base. You know, the hoops capital of Australia, as Paul Smith calls it. So I'm very fortunate to pay, play for a franchise like that. Uh, they have a new head coach now here in the last uh, few days that they've announced uh, as well. But I know that you had your goals. X had his goals. But Chase leaving felt like a, a kind of a clean break for what they're going to try and do next as well. Uh, have you spoke to Chase? And um, how would you look back at, the relationship you've had with him because you talk about what you've done in three years and what X has done since he, he got healthy, but uh, it's not a bad record for Chase to just come into Australia, get the work done and walk away with two titles in two years. Yeah. I think his winning percentage is like 68% or <laughs> 69%. Like it's, it's the top of the top. So, you know, the day, well, the first time he was announced as a coach, I gave him a call and obviously I was still rehabbing through my injury and he just gave me the lowdown. And, hey, look, you know, this is where I envision you in the offense. He sent me, I think, 45-minute worth of clips for offense and 45-minute worth of clips on defense. And I was watching that every day, just trying to understand his system. And he was always supporting. And I think, you know, he was a player's coach when he played Call of Duty with us on his off days, even though Kelly would get mad. Like, that's the type of coach that if you can have a good relationship off the court, it makes on the court way better and way more easier. And Yeah, he let us play basketball. We play to play free basketball. Next thing you know, we got two championships. So big shout out to Chase, Kelly, and obviously his little baby girl as well. Uh, what did you learn over the two years? Because there were two kind of different squads. Obviously, you had great success. But I know last year, 
I know you were asked about this and it was, there was maybe an outside ex expectation that simplified everything that said, all right, now DJ is just going to be a 20 point per game score. And you had explosions through the year, but what did you learn about the way that you played and potentially um, your change in role as the roster changed over the course of the two seasons? Yeah, I think my first year was to come back from injury. I knew I was going to be a slow start and you know, we had a great point guard in Jalen Adams, Xavier Cooks, you know, finals MVP, obviously Jalen MVP, Jarrell, probably the most underrated import to ever play the game. I, I guess he doesn't get enough credit as he just won a title with Maccabi in the Israeli league. So, you know, we just had a great, you know, and I see, I can't forget my man, I see as well. So we had a great group and then everyone thought, Hey, he's just going to come in average 18 and 20 points. Like it's not like I had a slow start to the season. I think I was shooting 27% from three at one stage and, People like, oh, he's not having a great year. Like, I finished the year averaging just below 15 points and nearly five rebounds a game, shooting at a, still at a decent clip. But I think it was 37% from three. So, you know, a lot of people and some commentators are going to say, yeah, he didn't have a great year. But, you know, I, I did my part that the team needed me to do. And a lot of people don't understand that. And if I want to take the next step, you got to excel at your role. And for me, it's scoring when I need to, shooting the three ball, you know, when I have to, and obviously defending and rebounding at a high level. What about the idea of going through those stretches where, because it, it's clearly going to happen and it's challenging in the NBL because it's such a small uh, sample size of a season. So if you have a 10 game stretch where the ball isn't going down, which happens all the time in the NBA, it's nearly half a season. So how have you worked through the idea that that is literally going to happen? It happens to every single shooter. And how do you think that's helped you uh, improve as a player and understand other ways that you can impact the game? I reckon if, if you would ask me that question two years ago, I would have been so frustrated, you know, <laughs> putting the reps, putting the shots. Like, I think I would have kicked a few basketballs out of the gym. But I've learned to just, hey, man, it's just a part of life. Like, some, some days it'll be in and out, like, multiple times, and you can't do anything about it. You can only control what you can control, and that's your effort and what you give on a defensive end. And, yeah, I had games where I'd shoot one of nine, one of eight, Chase Buford kept me out there for a certain reason. And that was because I was defending, I was rebounding at a high level. And as you get older, you mature, you understand the game. And it's not always about hitting shots. And if they don't go in, you don't go in. There's always other things you can do to help your team win. So how do you carry that into summer league? Because again, I keep talking about the idea of expectations you have on yourself, because I'm trying to imagine how you would feel in this two-week period. And hopefully training camp and, and things progress from there. But I imagine you enter summer league and every shot feels like it has more importance and every opportunity you get feels like it it could mean something. Yeah, I try not to put that much pressure on myself because then I start to overthink. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for me, it's just you got to go in and do what you do best and that's shoot and defend. And that's really it. Like, you can't think of the next shot. Like, every time during this free agent camp, when I touched the ball and shot it, I was like, yep, I feel good. Like, it's a good release. You know, everything was perfect. And it just felt like the ball was dropping. And I think it also comes with repetition you know, guys trusting you, making the right pass. So I'm going to go into summer league free-minded. You know, I get to spend two weeks with a great organization, get to watch, you know, other high-level, you know, picks in Victor Wembem Yama and obviously see, you know, other people like that. And it's just cool. Like, it'll be, you know, a great two weeks for me and also X as well because he'll be playing as well. And what does the team say? You've obviously spent some time with them over the last few days. What do they say in terms of what they expect for you? Because again, uh, last year, you probably didn't have this lead in where you just jump on a plane and show up and it's like, hey, I'm here to play for you guys. Yeah, I think they got to see who the real DJ really was. And obviously I'm a lights out shooter. And I think they're going to utilize me with a couple of their, you know, two-way guys. And obviously Johnny Davis is playing. So 
I'll be kind of, you know, feeding off them, playing, you know, the, their system. And I think I fit really well with them. You know, they welcomed me with open arms. I had a great conversation with the GM and obviously the head coach after the camp. And, you know, they loved me having me there. So they said, look, we want you in the summer league. You know, they asked if I had any other opportunity. I said, look, I do, but I want to play somewhere where I'm wanted and I feel like I'm wanted here. And it was just a great vibe overall. So I'm very fortunate to play for them. Okay, that leads me into the next question because you know, sometimes you talk to guys that have their their first or, or second, whatever it is, summer league experience. So you talk about uh, being wanted, but how did you approach the idea of whether you wanted to play for summer league? Was that always something that you're like, look, I'll take the opportunity to go back to summer league? What did you take from last year and, and perhaps change in your mind what you want from the opportunity? Yeah, I think the first year was just learning the whole experience of it and obviously just being thrown into a team and again, I went out and earned, you know, my minutes throughout the week and, and stuff like that. But when someone calls you like mm -hmm. two weeks before the actual summer league and want you to come in and, and do a free agent camp and do this whole, you know, get to experience it all before you go, is it's kind of cool. So now that I know the summer league's like, I'm going to prepare myself in a way that, yeah, it's it's another game. I get to go in and play and I'm going to do everything I can to try and compete for a two-way and uh, see what happens. So. So I told you this, I said, this just means I'm watching every second of the Wizards playing in summer league with yourself and X, but uh, what does X say? Because I, I know it was a whirlwind for him going over to Washington late in the season, getting off the plane, a few drinks before he got on the plane as well, because <laughs> you guys had some celebrating to do. So it was crazy for him. Uh, I imagine or, or certainly hope that he feels a little bit settled entering now uh, the next little period for him with the Wizards. So what has he said about the idea of uh, you two getting this chance to hang out again? Yeah, I think the word we used was inseparable. Um, <laughs> like they just last three years we've been together. They really just can't get rid of us that easily. And, and as soon as I landed on Sunday, we were out to dinner. Um, and then Monday was obviously hanging out all day. And then Tuesday went out to dinner again before I flew out. And I think it's just going to be great. I think we we complement each other really well. You know, obviously he has he's an unbelievable player and what he's accomplished in the NBL. And I just feed off him. Like he makes my life so much easier because. You know, I can hit him in a pocket pass. He'll finish. He'll find me. Like we just play the right type of basketball for a team like Washington. So, you know, I'm looking forward to stepping on the floor with X one more time. But this time, at yeah, the NBA summer league. All right, let's get to uh, some of the time that we hung out with the NBA finals, and because I know you're excited about catching up with some old friends. But who have you been working out with in Miami all this time? Because we've seen the stuff on social media. You're in the gym every single day. It's hot as hell in Miami, so you're getting a nice sweat up as well and a, a very lovely tan. Who have you been working out with uh, back in your old old college hometown? Yeah, so I arrived a day before my birthday, so on April 25th, and went in on my birthday to actually get a workout in with my trainer, Reese Wood, who's been working me out since, I think it was 2018, so it's been a long time, and you know, Davon Reed was in there too. He's a former alum of the of University of Miami. He was my teammate my first year in college. And obviously he was part of the Denver Nuggets, you know, so he gets a ring as well. So that was being confirmed for him as well. So we've been going at it for two months now, about to be three. So I'm very fortunate, you know, Coach L, the head coach, always welcomes up the alumni back. The weight room's always open for us. The training room, everyone's just so, you know, welcoming. And yeah, it's just good to be back. It's like home away from home, really. What about the big fella, Ben Simmons? You seen him lurking around? Yeah, the first three weeks, I was we was actually lifting, you know, at the same time every day and kind of seeing him get healthy again. And obviously his brother was there and, 
he's saying like he has the ambition to play for the Boomers. It's all about him, you know, taking his time and getting his back right. And I think we will see him in a Boomers uniform. It's just about him. You know, he's putting in the work. He looks like a real strong, you know, athlete and he's looking really fit. So uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I've had a few discussions, but he's putting in the time and the effort, that's for sure. Well, we love to hear that. And uh, we did walk into uh, the Miami Heat Arena for a media day together. And because this used to be your old town, this is where you used to get buckets in college. People are stopping <laughs> you left, right and center. There was journalists asking you for photos and interviews on the way in. So I imagine being back in Miami and in that environment and seeing a bunch of old faces is just a, a nice way to obviously continue to work out, but reset a little bit after an Australian season as well. Yeah, for sure. And obviously that whole NBA finals experience, we were just supposed to shoot something in front of the arena and, <laughs> you know, for the NBA to give me like a media day pass and kind of experience it all. And you know, get to see Jack White. We did an interview with ESPN Australia. We obviously got to see all the journalists, you know, met Bruce Brown and yeah, it was just a great time. And yeah, Miami now is just, it's a great way to reset your mind. You know, I'm spending time with my girlfriend, couple of my friends from college who have played overseas are back now. So the next month and a half will be a lot of rekindling, catching up, working out, spending time by the pool, go to the beach. And it'll be a good last, let's say, you know, 45 days of relaxing before, you know, the next journey, you know, continues for everyone here. Uh, how did you view Jack winning the title? Obviously, everyone was very excited, but the storylines with you two guys, obviously, so close and then having the success in the NBL and now hopefully you're going to follow 12 months on and, and on a similar path to him. So I imagine it meant a lot for all Australian basketball fans, but for you, it feels like there must've been something a little more special or inspiring or you, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What, how did you view him? being? Yeah, a part obviously of that? my girlfriend's going to hate me because I was rooting for Miami to make obviously the finals because it'll give us <laughs> an opportunity to go and watch Yes. But then once I saw the Nuggets just demolishing everyone, I'm like, yeah, the Nuggets are going to play the Heat. You know, I, I was in contact with Jack White throughout the whole you know season. He had a great you know two way year, and you know when when he came on for the Nuggets, he was rebounding, defending, does what Jack White does. You know, makes mm -hmm. wide open shots, and it was just unreal. So yeah, just the the inspiration, the motivation to kind of be that next Aussie who can make the NBA and potentially win a win a ring. You know, a full credit to Jack White and yeah, congrats to him. What about the, and I always ask this because I'm just curious, the uh, the competitiveness. Is there any jealousy of uh, you've got there, now I need to get there? I, I'm not sure if, if that comes into your calculations, but as a competitor, there has to be some part of you that's like, all right, I need to get there. Yeah, I think it's just more motivation than competitiveness because you, you, know, you want to see Aussie, Aussie succeed, especially in the NBA where they're only given 450 spots. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how many Aussies are in the NBA now, I think 12 or so. Like, it's cool just to support, you know, your squad. And I think everyone's going to take us serious now on the world stage that we have so many guys kind of in the NBA and high-level Europe and, you know, obviously a couple of guys in Japan as well. But it's going to be unreal. You know, we're going to be competitive anywhere we go. And I can't wait for the World Cup because I really do see us, you know, competing for a gold medal for sure this year. Well, we hope the next few weeks that we see you on the court a lot and shooting the ball well, but either way um, you've already had a good run. You've had a great couple of months over here. Uh, everyone's excited to see you with the wizards. And you mentioned some of your old college teammates with Bruce Brown and Lonnie Walker doing great stuff in the postseason. Uh, we hope you're next, man. It's always great to catch up. No, I appreciate it having me. And yeah. I look forward to, you know, playing with the wizards and you watching me and X, you know, hooping <laughs> again. So it'll be good. Thanks, man. Uh,